welcome back to the Goody Two Shoes podcast. I'm Ellie, I'm the daughter half. And I'm Becky, I'm the mom half. And we're so glad that you're here. I'm honestly so happy to record today because sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm just like tired, but like today I'm just like, I kind of miss it. and I'm glad we get to get back into it. Makes me happy. Which is funny because we haven't missed one. I know. I know, right. but it just, I don't know, it feels like a good, like, just feels like good vibes to do it. I'm excited to talk about it. It's always fun to get on the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, I, like, was listening back. Oh, can we talk about the fact that I, like, watched a video of myself also, like, listen back? Girl, I have actually an epidemic of ums and likes. Like, and... Oh, was oh, it? You just did so it. So bad. Like, I'm cringing myself to death. Like you are? Mm-hmm. Guys, here's my challenge. I'm going to try and not say um or like, except if it's like in context of actual English. <laughs> Lord knows I'm going to fail, so let me know what the count is of how many butts and likes, because I'm, I'm really going to be trying. I heard that the way to get rid of it is to like like take a video of yourself on like like with a friend and like rant about a certain topic, and you're, and you're not supposed to... Maybe focus just, on just the ums to, and not the likes. Because the you thing, said like I, like half a dozen times already. I know. But I don't say um unless I'm publicly speaking, really. Yeah. And then like, I say while breathing, basically. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. No, it's not just you. I know. It's like the generation. Mm-hmm. Well. It is the generation. Possibly started with my generation because I've never not spoken like that. With a bajillion likes. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it makes... That was actually in context. I know. I feel like it makes you kind of seem dumb. Like when you say it so many times. That was also in context. It wasn't. It was. Just tell me it was. As an, as an instance, when I say it... so I, For real. We use the word like way too much. And I don't know if it's regional. I don't know if it's just modern American language right now. But it's all over the place. I just feel dumb when I say it. Like, I don't. Oh, now you're paralyzing uh, yourself. You I'm can't actually even... terrified. Like, <laughs> I don't. Ah! Stop! <laughs> this is terrifying. Okay. Moving it, on. It feels like a period in a sentence to me. <sighs> I can't think straight. Okay. Um, anyways, I was when I was listening back to some of the episodes, I was like, oh, my life updates are pretty much just boring sometimes. So I decided I was gonna like write down a bunch. So. Here we are. Here are my random thoughts. First one was, hate how much I say I'm the mic. Done. Checked off the box. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I hate when people dry, like, like dry text or just, like, text boring. What, is what do reason? you mean? People, okay, I don't hate. That's a really strong word. But, like, people in my generation, okay, not like my friends, but a lot of times they will seriously just be like, okay, no, like, no punctuation or, like, are you coming tonight? Like, huh? Are you a robot? Are you actually half dead? Like, what is the reason? What's missing? The, the question mark? Question mark. Or, I don't know, an emoji. Or they'll say an entire paragraph with, like, no punctuation, no anything. And it's like, oh, uh, did your dog grab your phone and start texting for you? It's the most frustrating. I don't even know what your face looks like when you're doing that. Just, like, half dead? I, I think uh, it's more laziness than anything. Well, people were, like, actually wanting to text like that, though. That's the thing. It's like, they're like, oh, I'm not going to use emojis because that's annoying. Like, Sorry, I like to actually know what you mean when you say something. Okay, moving on. This is random, but 
Okay, when we were at the uh, fair recently, you and I for like a girls trip. Yeah. And it was really fun. And we were talking recently on the podcast about like things that I'm just forget it. I'm just gonna say like I don't even care. I'm cringing myself every time, but whatever. You'll forget about it, it pretty soon. I know. Just speak normally. So I'm just gonna go into it. Yeah. You'd be <laughs> paralyzed otherwise. I know. But there was like we talked about like being able to kind of like answer to God like when He asks you to do something like in the moment and kind of just taking the initiative um and I was trying to think like at the time I think I mentioned like a couple things but there was something that happened recently that was like a moment where it was like we should do this and then I didn't and I was like okay that's nice but it was when we were driving and there was like sirens going by and in my head I was well not me saying it it was definitely the holy spirit but it was like you should pray for them it's like do that that's so cringe i'm not gonna like out loud pray it was just me and my mom in the car like that's weird um so i ended up just like telling you that i was like oh like sometimes when like when when sirens go by i always try to pray every time yeah i remember yeah and i was so frustrated with myself because i was like you couldn't literally just say that one thing but you know it's okay well couldn't you have prayed in your head yeah but it was like the calling like the the thing was like you should pray out loud like you should be like hey mom we should pray for whoever's like, oh. why are why, why the, the sirens are going off? Like, whoever's in trouble, we should pray for them. And I just didn't say it. And it bugs me. Like, I'm glad I said something. Working, You know, it's yeah, tough. Yeah, I know. Okay, moving on. This is what I was thinking about today. So, when you are young, you do something wrong, you get disciplined for it. Duh. I found that it's really frustrating for me when I mess things up on my own or when I get things wrong on my own. And it doesn't affect you guys whatsoever. You guys isn't parents. They have no reason to discipline me it's only 100% on me which means that I have to figure out like I'm the one who messed this up I'm the one who made this a problem and it's not just like oh well go in time out okay it's like you have to kind of like figure that out for yourself and so I'll find myself like overthinking or like just like beating myself up for the entire day because there's not like a mathematical like yes you've done this therefore there's this consequence when it's just you that's kind of made those consequences you know well natural consequences when you screw up when you're in charge of you and like say you didn't keep track of time and now you're late for a babysitting gig that sort of thing is that what you're talking yeah, about yeah kind of the thing that i had thought about was was because earlier i had like really bad time management and I ended up missing the first church, like service of church and it affected nobody but me it wasn't like the pastor was like oh well ellie you didn't make it so i couldn't even do my message it's like only affected me and it was frustrating to me and there wasn't like there's this consequence it's like it didn't affect you guys which meant i kind of had to almost like discipline myself you know and so the consequence being that you missed the opportunity to hear the church service live exactly so it's just kind of been like something that i'm thinking about of like i have to give myself grace in addition to being aware of the fact that i could have improved upon it and i guess my brain has a hard time doing like having both in the same universe of like yeah you messed up but you're gonna move on and do better because yeah you messed up feels like the one i should be leaning on because saying okay moving on and doing better feels like oh you don't care you don't care that you messed up. You don't care that you actually want to get better. Um, and so it's kind of like I have to hold both true in my brain as like, yeah, you really could have done better with that. You could have managed your time better. You could have been kinder to that person. Also, we know how to do better next time and we're going to do better next time. Um, and just kind of like giving myself that grace, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Which is something I've been working on. I think there's a balance there and... Um... You know, just the fact that you're even aware of it is important. Yeah, no, definitely. I feel like it kind of just gives me, like, there's certain things that give me just, like, a taste of what it's adulting is kind of like. So, obviously, like, there are consequences to a lot of my actions. And not to say that when you're an adult, all of your 
actions just have zero consequences. Oh my gosh, it's just no. That, <laughs> it's just that a lot of the things that you're in charge of now, like your finances and your home and your family, no, your mom's not going to come and knock on your door and say, hey, you didn't make dinner tonight, so go sit in time out. It's like that's 100% on you. That's been something that's kind of been good for me to learn, I guess. And just remembering that like beating yourself up about it doesn't make make it change. Like you still messed up whether you hate yourself or not. So knock it off. <laughs> and that's yeah. been really good to learn, honestly. <laughs> Anyways, those are pretty much my life updates. I don't know if you had anything. Um, I did like a massive yard cleaning, taming on Friday. I'm really excited for the three-day weekend. And it's a little just different. Um, not having people go off to school and I have a day off of work. So that's kind of nice. That's, that's that. Um, we went hiking. That was fun. If you guys haven't been to the Horicon National Wildlife Refuge or Wetland, I'm not exactly sure of the title, but it's down. Good, good bird watching, hiking trails, a lot of diversity there. It's just really cool. Yeah, I love hiking, honestly. It makes me so happy. I feel like it's just like such a peaceful thing. And just, I don't know, whenever I'm out in nature, I feel like that's one of the ways God kind of like talks to me. Same. And it's, one, it's just like, oh shoot, I'm so small and insignificant, but like in the most best way. Like, that, I feel like that's one of the things that, like, people just, like, don't get until you get it. Where, like, feeling small and useless has never felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> right. As when you're, like, walking in this huge field and you see all of these, like, this ecosystem completely, like, supporting itself mm-hmm. because of him. It's just kind of mind-boggling, but in such a beautiful way. Yeah, I agree. I love it. Um, so, we're actually going to be doing a When I Was Your Age episode. So we're going to be talking kind of about um, spirituality. Okay, that's a hard word. Spirituality. Is it chual or chual? Uh, it depends on where you grew up, I guess. Spirituality. Twality. I don't know. Spirituality. Spir- yeah, spirituality. <laughs> um, and how that kind of looked like for you growing up um, with your family dynamic, with your community, um, and then how that kind of was brought into your own home. Um, and obviously, like, kind of my side of that. But... Excuse me. Oh, why do like pizza make actually the worst burps? Sorry, I'm not sure. TMI, everyone. But. There, there she is. She's struggling through a bad burp. Um. <laughs> um, but I think it's it's a fascinating thing because a lot of times, I mean, we've mentioned it on the podcast before, but it's a part of Christianity that a lot of times just gets overlooked by like the kind of almond Christians that are very surface level and like. Not that that's a bad thing necessarily. I think that a lot of people who live like traditional Christian lives genuinely do have relationships with God and like have a walk with Him, um, which is fabulous for them. But it's just they're not as deep as that they could be, and a lot of times don't even know that there's more to Christianity that they have no idea about. Um, the biggest part of that being just a lot of the more spiritual sides of Christianity. Um, which aren't talked about a lot in our modern Christian society, which is funny to me because, I mean, all you have to do is read the Old Testament or read any part of the Bible, and there's all of these different things that are spoken about, um, and people tend to just gloss over them and be like, oh, it's a translation thing, or oh, I don't understand that. Moving on. Or that was for that time, usually Mm -hmm. is what I hear. Yeah. Um, Things like prophets, for example. Like, I've heard so many adults who say things like when there's a passage and they talk about prophets they're like and you know like modern day prophets you know people who just kind of understand scripture and I'm like I, I know prophets like that's a spiritual gift that still exists there are people who are given the gift to tell the future and to interpret dreams and understand these things 
because why god jesus went up to heaven and all of a sudden god was like oh you don't need that anymore like there's so many things like that that are just mm, glossed over and i i don't love that so Mm -hmm. i'm curious i i know i was raised in a unique home i think given you and daddy's um just upbringing and beliefs but i'm curious where that kind of like started for you what it looked like when you were a kid with those kind of conversations your church and just the people that you were surrounding yourself with well the story of my spiritual growth is really the story of it's my testimony because when i was small we went to a lutheran church in in a small town and it was the church that my dad went to and we came home from church and i would say that in the household what happened at church stayed at church so if that makes any sense, our household, you wouldn't have been able to tell it from any other secular household mm-hmm. once we got home. The other thing that came out of it is I was always like, oh, okay, you told me this was true, then it is. I tell you this because there wasn't a lot of active faith in my mm-hmm. household, but I never disbelieved the Bible. So like I've stumbled across, like my mom would save things that I did in school. And like I used to always write stories. I was always doing that. And, and so many of them involved like Bible stories and, and like when Jesus um, died on the cross, like all these things. So like I was very small and I was like all in on it. When I was about 12, my parents went through a pretty life-changing situation where they got saved. That felt real to me. That was like when church came home. Mm. Um, was when they stopped fighting. They would fight every day. It was scary. Like, both of them wouldn't back down. Mm. And um, that kind of just became, like, how I dealt with conflict, was it was much better to just go hide. Mm. And, um, but after they got saved, like, they, they prayed together one weekend at this conference to give their lives to Christ, and they, like, did. They both felt completely different. They both, like, spent... Like, they would spend the nights talking to each other and confessing hurts and sins from the last, like, 30 years of their marriage and, like, crying together and just opening up and sharing all these, like, long-held grudges and bitterness and, like, just confessing it and and healing and all this stuff. And our church split, the one that had been, like, five generations of my family going Mm -hmm. to. And my parents decided to find a different church to go to and we eventually found this one in eureka and that was a completely different church experience it was a single pastor um he was the only one on staff so he was also running the youth group which was pretty basic because it was like seven or eight kids it was a very small church and when i got into high school he um wanted to take us on mission trips to other countries to help um those less fortunate than us which is just about every country if we're being honest about America. Mm-hmm. Um, it was life-giving. It was crazy difficult. It, it kind of brought me to the end of myself, of mm-hmm. everything I knew. And it and like really helped me get perspective on yeah. my life. I, by that time, I was aware that I had was growing up in a family that was not wealthy, that yeah. we were poor. right? I was aware of that because I could see all my friends getting the latest clothes and I couldn't. But going to like the mountains of mexico and seeing people live in shacks with dirt floors and like a single bed for a family and being so grateful to have us knock on their door and break speak to them in broken spanish inviting them to a church service like and just being so welcoming and like door because there isn't a door you know and so you Mm -hmm. i go home and i'm like uh yeah i've got hand-me-down clothes and life's pretty good yeah (laughs) like for for real and so anyway, all that to say is one of the leaders from one of the other 
like mission trip, like youth group mission trip leaders had been bunking with some of the other leaders and she like connected with some of the adult leaders who were really just parents from our group and she was the first person I ever met you mentioned in our in our little intro about about people having the gift of profit mm-hmm. and we didn't I had no frame of reference for that mm-hmm. and here she was a bunch of us girls in our youth group were like oh we're kind of feeling down so we're like let's go talk with some of the leaders so we went into their their cabin and so one of them was my next door neighbor she happened to be my next door neighbor and she was in there with this gal who was from this other group and we were came in there and we were like just kind of complaining and whining and moaning as teenagers would and this this woman I'm um her name was Alice she was like oh the Lord's given me a word about you girls I had no frame of reference so a word in in prophet voice is God's I'm pretty sure God's telling me something to tell you there, I think there was like four of us, and she went right down the line. We're standing there. We're like, first of all, we girl, didn't even I came know- in here to plan about the food. Well, right, we didn't even know her last name. We've just met on this trip, and we've only been here for a few days. Like, hundred percent, she doesn't know anything that she just told us. So then, like, clearly, she had our attention, and she like, you know, my best friend Liz was on the trip, and I was there, and then I think like one more, and so she just went right down the line and said things about like what we were doing in our lives, what we were what God had planned for us. And um, she she had written down about what Alice had said about me. And that was something about like, I'm going to be a teacher, but not like a teacher in a classroom. And, oh, that's crazy. And I was like, at the time, I'm like, that's a load because I don't even like kids. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like that's the only thing Barely I used to... Being convinced to have her own kids. Right, right. And, and so I... P.S., Listeners, I love my children very, very, very much. I'm just not a, oh, let's go find ways to babysit kind of woman, yeah. okay? So just, that's just who I am mm-hmm. from all these years. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I am. I have been a teacher, but not in a classroom. Like we homeschooled. I've like just had chances in my life through the various occupations we've had to like educate people mm-hmm. like about farming and various other things that we've been passionate about. And I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Like, super cool. But so, just to bring all that around, you asked what was spirituality like when I was your age. Well, I was 16, and that was the first time I ever, like, in a way, heard the voice of God, right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa, that's a thing, Mm -hmm. I guess, that happens to people. And and Alice was so nonchalant about it. She's like, yeah, this is just my ministry. Mm -hmm. And, um... Well, like after that we were like let's talk to Alice as much as humanly possible like we just wanted to know everything that she could possibly she was very wise too mm-hmm. so she was just giving us advice about how we were feeling that day too but then she was like oh oh um the Lord is speaking to me and she, he wants to say this to you and the blah 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 I always kind of love that because I've been around several people with the gift of prophecy before and mm-hmm. like they'll just be having a normal conversation with you and all of a sudden it's like they get like this radio link from God and because they kind of tingle yeah and they kind of like oh um sorry just a sec Yep. Sorry, gotta say this right now. And, and I'm like, I love you for that so much. So that was on that same trip. One of my um, youth group mates, for lack of a word, she was um, came from a really tragically broken home. So we were so excited that she was attending our youth group mm-hmm. and stuff. And um, and she, we were having like this worship service in the main area, and um, she, all of a sudden fell down on the ground and started laughing and like 
almost like went to sleep. What? And and all of us kids, I'm, I'm explaining it to you the way that I witnessed it, having no context for what was happening. And all of us girls who were like, oh my gosh, we got to help Jesse. The leaders were like, no, 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 she's okay. And I'm like, why are you holding us back? She's like having a seizure or something. Um, they were like, no, she's not. She's She's in the spirit right now. And we're like, she's in the what? I'm sorry. Can we just take a breather here? Like, what are you talking about? And like, apparently there's this term called slain in the spirit. I don't know if you've heard that before. Yeah, only from you. Okay. Well, the gist of it is, is that you get so completely overcome with the power of the Holy Spirit that you just kind of collapse. Your body can't take it. Yeah. And it's not an unpleasant thing. So like, she finally came to, and she was like, I was so warm and I felt so loved. I didn't even know where I was, but that was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. And we were like, what? They actual what? <laughs> yeah, like pretty much. Because like it's just out of the blue. She just drops to the ground and, and was like happy but asleep. It was so weird. Mm-hmm. And and so I came home from that and I'm like, hey guys, we can talk about that in the sermon? <laughs> because that's not something anyone's ever talked about ever before. Uh-huh. And, and so like I love, first of all, how God doesn't have any rules or boxes that he has to follow as far as like how he's gonna present himself to people Mm -hmm. um and so that was when i was your age exactly was i kind of got like this door kicked wide open in my perception of how god can relate to people Mm -hmm. whereas i had been in this boxed in lutheran like by the book sort of mentality and then and then all that happened Mm -hmm. and it was amazing because i was like what isn't possible for God. Mm-hmm. You have yeah, any? no, definitely. I think I'm okay. I'm scared to make this analogy because I don't want to like make it seem like it's it's like this. But this is what I always think of is um, whenever people who are like in I don't know like a secret society or something, or they're like in a cult or a pyramid scheme or something like that. The most common thing is like people just like get into it with like a small thing, and it's like more and more and more until you get to the point where like so deep into it but like people who are kind of just shallow about it are like oh no that doesn't actually happen whatever blah 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 blah. not comparing christianity to a cult um but it's similar in that way of most people who say that they're christians just kind of denying that those parts of christianity exist and these deeper spiritual aspects like oh well i've never seen that that doesn't really happen we just go to church um or i've seen a video and it was weird and that was that church is weird yeah that's not normal you shouldn't yeah. have to think that that's normal Christianity. Um, meanwhile, the people who are aware of the spiritual things that happen and how genuinely, like, present, like, spiritually present God is in our modern society are like, no, you don't even know what Christianity is. Um, and it's this fascinating parallel between, really, people who understand the depth. I say the depth in quotation marks because nobody can fully understand mm-hmm. the depth of it. But understand two a point the depth of um god's like presence and like spiritual uh, i don't know what the word is when you're like intervention um Mm. in people's Mm. lives Mm -hmm. that is capable of taking place um and so i've always i feel like i have a very like fascinating personality not even bragging but just the way that i observe you like both of you as my parents like you both have such fascinating spiritual gifts and ways that your personalities interact that I, first of all, I think being your firstborn, um, kind of just getting like both of you guys very, very intensely, um, that I find myself, of course, like being, wanting to be trusting towards people 
but also having that healthy level of skepticism. Mm. Um, and so I've, for as long as I can remember, I've always wanted to ask like questions about Christianity and stuff like that because I'm like, I don't want to be that person who just gets like goes farther and farther and it's like oh okay oh okay and then gets to the point where I'm like oh I don't even know if I believe any of this Mm, I don't mm -hmm. know if I agree with this I don't like what's happening around me like I want to be able to if like ask all the questions and if I come across something that doesn't align with God that doesn't align with the Bible then I'm leaving Christianity I'm not gonna like pretend that I'm gonna just like ignore it for the entire rest of the time And up till now, I've never found anything. But Hmm. I'm so much happier that I'm asking those questions and being 100% sure than just putting on my blinders and hoping that I don't accidentally see anything that triggers me and makes me have to just ignore the rest of Christianity, Mm. which is terrifying to me. People who do that, it scares me. I'm like, you don't understand what's going to happen when you die and you go to the afterlife and God's like, what were you doing? You ignored this entire existence that I was putting in front of you just Mm. because you were scared? Like, what? Meanwhile, there's people who are, you know, atheists who are the ones asking all of these questions and going on out into all of this research um, and like being like, oh, there's no plausible way that there's like any existence for Christianity when realistically they're not looking for the evidence. Like I want to be the sort of person that if you ask me like a question, theological question, a question about Christianity, I'm going to be able to tell you both the reasons why I believe it and the factual evidence as to why that is the way that it is. Um, And if not, at least like the historical evidence through like biblical scriptures and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Because what in the world would I be doing if it's the same as like going off and just believing like, oh yeah, the Easter Bunny is real. Like, show me the proof. I have proof for Christianity and that's why I I believe what I believe. And of course I was raised in it. So I have that like pre-existing bias, but I'm very confident and in my belief and my stance that like, if I found something that didn't align, I wouldn't be where I am right now. Right. And I think it's just scary. That's your daddy and you. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of, I think about that sometimes. Like, it's crazy to me how, like, split of a personality I am just because of how different you guys are in the best way, Um, resulting in me, a little Smeagol. Smeagol! (laughs) Oh my gosh, hilarious. 24-7. Yeah, no, those are all really good points and and I think for me especially in those formative years so like I was at a point where I I gave my life to Christ at the beginning of that trip then we went and like had an experience with someone with the gift of prophecy and then I saw someone get slain in the Holy Spirit and then you know we we helped this these villagers way up in the mountains start to like build we were digging the foundation and putting up cinder blocks walls for this church so that was i come back that was on spring break we went there over spring break and the next day we went right back into public high school Mm -hmm. and like talk about a culture shock yeah no kidding and um you know everyone was like oh you know it's a small town high school and and they already knew that i believed what i believed Mm -hmm. because i wasn't quiet about that but they were like, oh, did you have fun building churches for third world nations? You know, like totally just mocking it. And I was like, it was so gross to me. Consider the fact that I had experienced God in such a way that I actually felt sorry for them. Mm-hmm. I wasn't angry. I was just like, oh, yeah, it's really too bad that you couldn't have experienced what I experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were kind of like, oh, uh, what? You know, like you don't. I don't understand. Yeah, they were expecting some snarky remark out of me because I was pretty like 
sassy. Um, and, you know, that wasn't what they were getting. They weren't getting a rise out of me. And, and like, you know, like Liz and the other people who came back from our group. Um, and so it was just, like, it was so important because at that point I had to make a stand. What was I going to stand for in high school? Was it going to be for God and, and be like a light in that high school? Or was, it, was I just going to go back to what I was used to? Mm-hmm. And, and it, I think, you know, as I'm looking back on it now, God put so many things happened in that very first mission trip that were just mind-boggling to me that it made a really, really deep impact. And so that kept me pretty grounded, you know, for the following year and, and everything like that. Yeah, so when was that kind of like, I appreciate you kind of like breaking that down, um, but when was that kind of transition for you when you were coming obviously out of high school but more importantly like when you were first dating and when you were eventually married like what did that look like for you and daddy kind of deciding where you guys were going to be in your stance with Christ as not only just your own personal relationship but your guys's relationship with Christ which is something so different especially coming to the point of where you are today living the life that I am given your guys's excuse me understandings and beliefs like I know you've said that like, you guys obviously were not as deep of Christians then as you were now, duh. Um, but what did that kind of look like for you, those conversations, um, and your guys' just, like, starting beliefs as a starting couple? Well, I mean, when we when we first met each other in college, as you know, we weren't immediately together. and Right, I don't mean that. She yeah. Mean, like, once you were, like, married. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fair. So we had started going to church together even when we were dating and engaged and all that. Mm -hmm. So that was just a part of our lifestyle already. Um, Daddy had like a pretty intense come to Jesus moment before we were really, I mean, after that we started seriously dating. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he was a brand new Christian, like super on fire, like had one of those, like felt like the light of the whole holy God of the universe was singling him out in a church and mm-hmm. was like all of a sudden everything became black and white for him whereas he was like oh this isn't really a sin and oh I could excuse that like he came out of that and he was like oh my gosh no that really is a sin holy crap mm-hmm. like it was like it changed the wiring in his brain it was very dramatic whereas you remember my experience I was like I just didn't want to go to hell <laughs> <laughs> you know so we had like a different journey and that's how it is for people mm-hmm. um and mine was more of like a step-by-step thing. So by the time we were married, um, you know, we were living in Colorado Springs and we were church hopping. We were trying to find a home church because at the time we were like, well, this is where we're going to be for a while. And so we were trying out. And, and at the time, the Springs was the home of the mega church. And so there was like multiple churches in that city that had like thousands of people in multiple campuses. And we didn't really like that. We, we tried them out and we felt like we were just like, a speck in a crowd and it was very like theatrical impersonal mm-hmm. i mean there were certainly there was friendly people greeting you know the right people... but it wasn't the same right and you know to, to their credit we never gave those churches long enough to like get involved in like a small group which is where you really connect with people no matter the size of the church so you know it's not like it just wasn't for us when we moved back to wisconsin we started going back to eureka church we had a different pastor again at that time and um, we reconnected, it was 10 years later, and we reconnected with that same Alice that had been on the mission trip. And I couldn't believe it, but she had never stopped being in touch with my next door neighbors. 
and they were still our next door neighbors because we moved into the farm that I grew up in. And she had come to do like a conference in this area of Wisconsin and she was spending the night like across the street from our house, like not quite across the street, but basically if you're out in the country, it was essentially across the street. And I had gone to this event with a bunch of the women in the group or in our Bible study. And, um, and she was like, at the very end of the, her talk, she was like, you know what? I think the Lord is asking me to sit up here and, and if people want a word spoken over them, they can just raise their hand and I'll see what the Lord is speaking to me. And I really, really wanted her to say something because we were just getting into farming and we were, you know, you were like one year old. And, um, but at the same time, I was like, well, she will not remember me. We only met that one time in Mexico. And, um, and I'm not going to raise my hand because there's plenty of people here. Why? Because there was so many women there raising their hands. And I was like, I'm not going to just shove my face to the head of the crowd. That's what I said in my heart. I was like. I'm like, if by the end, everyone's like kind of done and they've moved on and then like maybe I can go up to her afterwards what and be like, What is raising hey. your hand hurt? She can just not call on your Just calling. let me finish my story. Sorry, sorry. So she gets through a bunch of women and it does start to slow down and she goes, actually, there's someone here that I need, I have a word for and she hasn't raised her hand yet. And she looked right at me. What's that? I'm not even kidding. This happened. And she's like, would you come up here? And I was like, okay. And then my next door neighbor, her name was Barb who had also been on this mission trip 10 years earlier, was like, Alice, this is Becky. Do you remember Becky? And Alice was like, I, I'm sorry, I don't. And it's, I'm like, it's okay. It was 10 years ago. It was at, you know, Galeana, Mexico, blah, blah, blah. And she was like, oh, I do remember you. Oh, my goodness. And Barb was like, yeah, she's my neighbor. Like, she's always been my neighbor, blah, blah, blah. And so then she had this word for me. And I stood up there. And she, and like, thankfully, one of my friends who I carpooled with took notes when she was speaking over me because I didn't even have the presence of mind to be doing mm-hmm. that. And so I still have that, thankfully. Um, but it was so I was just like, holy cow, what an amazing reunion. And so then um, the next day, I said, Andy, you've got to meet this woman. She impacted my life 10 years ago. She said an amazing thing. Just last night, I know she's across the street. I'm gonna like call Barb and see if it's okay if we can just invade her space for like 15 minutes. I just want her to meet you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we did and we called and they were gracious. I'm sure Alice was wiped, but we walked over there with you in a stroller and came to like, we're like, we're just here to say hi. I just wanted you to meet my husband, blah, blah, blah. We ended up staying there for like two and a half hours. Like my neighbors left. Like they had stuff to do. And Alice was like, that's cool. I got this. And we were out on their back porch. And she was praying for us. And she had all these words. She had a word for you. And um, like, and she said, she's like, oh, I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. You guys are going to have a big family. (laughs) I'm like, why wouldn't you be? And at the time, I was like, I think I'm pregnant. And I didn't have the guts to ask her if I was pregnant. But I was. We found out like a month later that I was Aww. pregnant with Ethan. And I would have been like two weeks along when she said that. But um, and so like that was just one of the things. Mm-hmm. But in that meeting, she prayed that the Holy Spirit would come like 
come over us and it's more of like it's not exactly the sort of teaching that our specific church subscribes to some churches do there's different denominations that feel like if you get saved then you also get the you pray for the holy spirit it doesn't just automatically come all in one package Mm -hmm. and i'm not here to like theologically break that down and say that's right this is wrong or whatever but just from what we experienced after she prayed for us and in um we as a couple felt this complete revolution in our faith and that's the faith that you're familiar with now Mm -hmm. we were more like we believed the bible we believed that we were saved and we were but we were not like oh the holy spirit's like this real intricate part of our lives and we're going to involve him in everything yeah i think it's also just like not that you've always struck me as people who it's not like you're necessarily like i don't necessarily believe in this but just you didn't have the given information at that point Mm -hmm. you were believing what you had the option to believe Mm -hmm. but you didn't even have the context for a lot of those things and so it's beautiful for me to kind of hear about these things from when you were younger and from when you guys were first together as opposed to now when I get to kind of actively see this as a part of my life through you guys um and it's something that I think I've always just thought is more of normal, but as I've spoken with some of my friends um, and just seen their lives, it's really not. Um, I know. <laughs> and a lot of the things that like I've experienced at my age um, related to my faith and our walk as a family is things that my friends don't even believe. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's a reality check sometimes when I tell people like, you know, there's a base thing of like, oh, like pray for us about this and stuff like that. But when I tell people I'm like, oh, our family is like, my parents are fasting so that we can like make this decision like um what or I'm like oh we had um we had a meeting with someone who's a prophet so that they could kind of speak over our lives and help us understand some things that are going on or my parents had a prayer meeting this morning together so that they could understand things more or my dad's going and speaking about something that God told him it's completely outside of their frame of reference which I'm so grateful that I get to have that I think it's I mean I know it's doing an amazing good for just my understanding of Christianity and just widening my view. Um, not that I want to necessarily that I like completely agree with every single thing that's happened, but that doesn't mean that I haven't gotten the option to agree with it, um, which I don't think a lot of people my age even have, which is unfortunate. Um, but you don't know that you can believe something until you know about it. Mm. Um, and so I'm grateful that I've kind of had my mind widened in that way that I can look at these things that have happened to me as well as things that haven't and things that people are talking about. Um, and just have a very firm foundation to think about it all and also just not get freaked out about it like mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people misinterpret things that are on, more on the spiritual side of Christianity and without context in their own home or mm-hmm. in their church it just is scary mm-hmm. people will it's like oh that's witchcraft oh that's a medium oh that's like someone's like there's a devil in your house like huh well I mean it's, think about how we felt as kids down in Mexico when my friend just fell on the ground mm-hmm. and the the leaders who had seen this sort of thing before were like no no, no she's fine just give her space mm-hmm. and we were like um no she's dying False. yeah <laughs> uh, i know honey 911 is on speed dial right yeah. yeah so that's i mean so in all fairness you start somewhere right exactly and i love having these conversations with my friends i think i'm someone who's more prone to wanting to have deep conversations oh yeah that's also your daddy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, as much as small talk has its place, it genuinely bugs me sometimes. And I'd rather just like 
tell me your deepest thoughts and your feelings and everything and just talk to me because it's just such a wonderful thing to be able to just heart to heart with someone and these are the conversations I love having and I'm grateful that we get to have on the podcast Mm -hmm. as well um, just to kind of widen people's perspectives have better understanding and that at the end of the day ask questions my goodness please ask questions because you are the only one who's going to be able to be getting these answers for yourself by talking to people that you trust and doing the research yourself. Um, If there's ever an answer that surprises you, dig deeper into that. Um, There's a level of, I I don't want to say like go so headfirst because the fact is, is that it's very real um, possibility. Uh, Possibility isn't quite the right word, but it's very like possible that if you are going so hard into something like spirituality um which can have so many different like parts to its topic that you can end up kind of in a bad place um rabbit trails that take you down wrong trails and of end course you up in yeah very always messy spiritual situations always corralling your research with, with mm-hmm. scripture does the scripture back this up if i read a book does the scripture back this up mm-hmm. like is what this person this author is saying like we recently read a book in last summer where you know you remember we felt convicted that we had things items objects in our household that were not pleasing to god and yeah, so we that's w- one of those things that i talk to my friends about and they're like huh you burned a rug i'm like well it was basically a devil rug so yeah but no I context mean, yeah no context and, and it wasn't actually a devil rug but you know what i mean like we felt like the imagery on the rug was offensive the Lord had brought us to that. We prayed about it. We didn't even do anything about it right away because we weren't sure, mm-hmm. you know? So it wasn't like this sort of thing where we turned all zealot and we're like, burn it all. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't know. And it, some stuff we just threw away. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like this ceremonial thing where we're dancing around a bonfire <laughs> saying, we have now pleased the Lord. You know, it, no, it was just this very practical, like we feel convicted. Holy Spirit convicts people and unique ways to their faith and their mm-hmm. walk and so something that we were convicted about may not be convicted con- someone else convicting thank you yeah, to someone else. someone else so exactly. that's that's why it's this that's why they, like we talk about this all the time it's your individual faith your individual walk with god i mean he designed us he designed us all so differently like you came out of my body and you are not me like you are so different right we've talked about this how mm-hmm. like you are a good mix of daddy and i but you're also you like, you are your own spirit, your own personality that's Ellie. And so God is going to speak to you in a way that he knows that Ellie's going to see and hear. And that's how it's going to be for everyone listening. If you're hearing this and you're like, oh, I'm feeling convicted in this area, how could we have known that? Well, God knew that. Like, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, like, listen to it, lean into it. Don't take it as, like, a punishment. Take it as, like, this amazing step forward in your faith. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of faith journey is painful i mean the bible talks about it all the time like the they, they compare it to to the gold being refined being in a refiner's fire mm, that's not fun that's really painful it's bringing all like the the bad stuff to the top so you can scrape it off well that's part of the your walk with with christ and so it's exciting if you think of it in a way that god's like looking at you and he wants better for you and that has been our experience since the days we both said yes to Jesus and and we've just we've just tried to keep saying yes mm-hmm. and that's what you got to do you got to like as you talked about before Ellie where you were like well some people are like I don't really want to see that I don't want to like do or say something that's going to cause me to question my faith like no I agree with you because you can test the Lord you can say I don't know if I believe this I read this mm-hmm. part in the Old Testament where you were like 
killing off whole tribes, including babies. That's hard for me. That's a hard lesson. Like, lean into that. Ask those Mm -hmm. questions. That's what the Psalms are all about. Praying honestly before the Lord. Yeah, it's one of the things, again, that's overlooked is like, even in the Bible, people who, it's like, like God's favor was on them. These are the people who are literally testing the Lord. What's his face? Who was like, um, make the sheepskin wet. Now make it dry. Now make it do a front flip. Now make it do a back flip. Uh, <laughs> make it disappear, actually. Like, God's, God's like, like okay. okay, sure, go for it, I guess. Right. Like, he's absolutely going to be giving you the answer that you need. What? Make it do a front flip. <laughs> But, like, seriously, like, ask serious questions. And what I was saying before, I appreciate that you said that, but I also want to finish my thought. I'm sorry, yes. Um, just with, like, I'm someone who's very interested by, like, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And so doing that sort of research can be really fascinating and fun for me. Um, but at the end of the day, like, there's a lot of things that you can find out there. And not all of it is going to be especially beneficial to your faith. That being said, I don't want you to... Think of it like, oh, so you're saying that I'm going to find something that's going to contradict my faith? No, I'm saying that you're going to find things that you might not be ready to understand yet. Um, and you've spoken about the to world. me about this. Yeah, about the world, yeah. about the spiritual world itself. Um, you've spoken to me about this. And there's been things that, like, I know now that I know my faith, you know, five, six years ago when I was, you know, just like a kid. Like, I wouldn't have been able to understand that. That would have frightened me. That would have terrified yes. me. Yeah. But I had to understand the things that I do now in order to have a frame of reference for that. And so as much as I want to say research these things and understand these things and try and find the answers to the questions you have, also take it all one step at a time. Because going Mm -hmm. 100%, especially into something we were just recently talking about, how you were saying like someone can be researching the importance or like the how like not devils when I saying um like demons for example like going into the research of that and end up getting yourself caught in like some sort of demonic experience like it's very easy to go down that road road far too quickly when you start finding answers to things that you didn't know you had questions about um the information is out there period you just have to be able to have a filter and understand what you're ready to understand um and you know you guys are really great about talking to me about this um, but I think it's just, it's a fine line between, yes, you need to look for that information, but you also need to be very aware that, like, you might not have the spiritual brain to understand it yet. Mm, and mm-hmm. The maturity. Exactly. So that's just a side note, but whew, I feel like I kind of beat that topic to the ground. I'm sorry. No, we're good. <laughs> um, well, we're definitely going on a longer episode, oh, but yeah. it's it's fine. I, I think it's really an important topic. So I, I hope that this is interesting to you guys, but more importantly, I hope that it's impactful for you um, because it's a conversation that is not had nearly enough. Um, if you guys like these kinds of episodes, um, let us know. We want that kind of feedback. If you have questions about things that we've said or if you're like, mm, I'm not quite sure if you if that's theologically correct, please let us know. We mm-hmm. never want to be like misinforming you guys. Um, or if you're even just like, hey, I think you should do an episode about this. We'd love to hear you guys' feedback yep. and just anything in general. Speaking of feedback, um, if you guys give us a rating and review, that really helps our podcast as well. Also, downloading our podcast and individual episodes really helps get our podcast out to more people. Um, Really, the best thing that you could do, though, is share it with a friend. That's one of the best ways you can get our podcast out to people is just saying, hey, I listened to this episode, thought of you, send that's it. Like, that really helps us so much. Um, getting connected with us on a personal level, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook where we kind of um, post what's going on and you can find out more things that are going on there. Um, but yeah, we love you guys so much. We're so glad that you stuck with us for this entire time um, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.